You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. This is episode 99, How to Promote Distance Healing. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Well, hello, my fellow light warrior. How do you like that greeting? (laughs) I wanted to come up with something a little different than I've been saying because I've been saying, hello, my friend, and, (laughs) you know, those kind of um, more normal greetings. So light warrior, right? How's that? (laughs) I hope you're having a good week so far. Oh my gosh, I have had the best weekend. My husband came home from Rolfing School. He's back for a few weeks um, before he leaves again, and it's been so awesome having him home. Um, We had a birthday party for our now 11-year-old, and um, it was actually really fun. We had a good time. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, we're going to have, how many kids did we have? We had probably... Let's see, there were seven invited to, so we had um, nine, no, 10, you know, pre-teens. And so it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. But it was so fun, I think, because they're, they're just such sweet kids. Um, so this episode comes to you just a little bit delayed. I had intended to publish it yesterday, uh, record and publish yesterday, but, you know, just didn't get to it. <laughs> I was, you know, having a, a great weekend. Um lots of celebrating, and um, I knew that since today's Monday, we would get to it today. So here I am delivering it to you. I think it'll be well worth the wait. So today we're talking about marketing your remote services. This is one of the main obstacles I see that prevents energy medicine practitioners and sound healers like yourself from moving forward with marketing your online services. Um, It's this belief that you don't know how to market remote healing, right? Or something along those lines. And listen, I get it. For such a long time, it's not even something I wanted to think about explaining. It was just really too hard to wrap my mind around. And so I just kind of was like, um, I wanted to uh, put that off as long as possible if I could. You know, I could just uh, imagine you trying to explain it and receiving the eye rolls and confusion that would come with me trying to, um, uh, you know, talk potential clients into receiving remote sessions. So while I'm going to eventually give you some tips for how to market your remote services, I'm also going to share with you the mindset that I developed as a way to attract remote clientele while I avoided trying to figure this out for so long. <laughs> okay, so let's get into that first. And and that is how I, this is actually how I um, craft my, the workshops that I do in Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program is we really address the mindset piece first because if we address the strategy without the mindset piece, the likelihood that you're gonna go implement and execute might be much smaller. So this is how, um, I like to structure 
uh, workshops and, and teaching strategy is first addressing that mindset piece. By the way, I only have a couple spots left in the Grow a Thriving Practice coaching program. So if this is something that you have been thinking about for a little while, now is actually the perfect time. We are wrapping up enrollment early October, um, and then we won't be opening the doors again until January. So make sure if this is something that you want to do that you go to jillianfaldmo.com forward slash apply. Um, and then one more thing, my kitty cat pie says hi. <laughs> he's sitting on my lap right now and he's just looking at me like he wants me to include him in this conversation. <laughs> okay, so mindset around remote clients and attracting remote clients. So believe me, I had all the thoughts. I had thoughts like no one will want this. Um, and I, I had that for a few years, but I knew eventually that a thought like that wouldn't bring in new clients my way. I had to decide to believe that the clients who get it will find me. And what this means was I had to stop focusing on the people I didn't know how to reach yet. And I needed to put my attention and loving thoughts onto the people who either had experience with remote healing or were definitely at least open to the experience, right? Now, this is what I talk about with clients all the time is they, you know, when they have thoughts like, um, you know, convinced, like I, I'm going to have to convince people. I'm like, no, absolutely. Actually, I just met with someone the other day who um, was worried about, you know, putting her offer out there to the world. And she was like, I just don't know how to find the people who are going to want this. I'm going to have to describe how it's going to help them. And it's just going to take a lot of educating. And I'm like, I just asked her, you know, is it possible that there are people out there who um, will hear about what you do and be really, really interested. And she went, yeah, you know, I think so. And what was funny is throughout our conversation together, she was explaining her offer and she had my attention. Like she was selling it to me. And I made sure I pointed that out to her because I totally understood where she was coming from. And there has to be hundreds, if not thousands of other people just like me who will get it. All right. So if you are having the thought, you know, you're going to have to convince people about remote healing, I want you to change that thought into the clients who get it will find me. For me, I had to use my imagination to understand who these people might be and ask myself if there were enough of those people around. Um, and what I came to was like, yeah, they will. And I will say at the time when I was uh, marketing my remote practice, I had my website and the contact info listed on the biofield tuning directory. And I really think that that was key. So the people who would get it were, they were looking for online biofield tuning and they could find me um, through looking through the biofield tuning directory. If I had just had my website out there and I was thinking the thought, 
you know, the clients who get it will find me. Without having my listing on the directory, I'm just not sure that anyone really would have found me. I didn't know anything about SEO at that time. Um, but I'm making it this note because it's actually, it's very important. I think that so many practitioners have a website and rely on that alone for an online presence. And they think that people will easily find them. And, you know, while we can practice, you know, thinking and, and using that, you know, method of energetic attraction, I think we do have to get a little bit more into the strategy there because just having a website alone and having it up on the internet, it's not going to do what you want it to do. You've got to think of your website like a brochure. You've got to get it into the hands of the people so that they can look at it. And so sometimes that looks like active marketing, which I didn't do um, when I was first marketing my remote services. I solely relied on the biofield tuning directory to put my name out and my website out in front of people. And that worked well at the time. So do some brainstorming with that. You know, if you have a website or if you're creating a website, you also want to be thinking about where can you have your website listed so that people find you. Maybe it's the school you got certified with. Um, there's also a website called Alignable, and there's another one called Heal.me, um, which are you know great networking sites. And so if you're not wanting to place a huge amount of energy into the marketing, partner with a platform what, like one of these that will. So again, that's Alignable, check that one out. And then the other one's called Heal.me. Okay, all right, so back to the mindset. Sorry, I went off on a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> so I had to believe that the clients who get it will find me. And when I stopped worrying about the people who wouldn't get it and focused on the people who would, my energy shifted to a state that was not only more abundant, but also more focused and driven. I went from feeling hesitant about what I could do too confident. I stood taller and I wanted to help more. And that is what opens the door to attract new clients. It's really the energy piece I think does get overlooked, even in our industry, which is ironic because that's the work that we do. And shifting your energy to be more abundant and more in service when you are running a business can be work sometimes because we're humans with human brains who worry and fret over the sustainability of our businesses. It's totally normal. So we need to understand the energy that we're currently in, whether it feels good or bad, so that we can either recreate it or shift it. And it, it really is this energy piece that's going to drive us to take action. Right, So if we're feeling, I'm just going to call it good and bad just for easy, easily, um, to be easily understood. Um, I know that in the work that I have done, uh, labeling emotions, good or bad, isn't really helpful. But I'm just, you know, more expansive, let's say, whether it feels good or expansive. I'm sorry, expansive or constrictive. So when we're feeling expansive, 
we're likely to take the action that's going to give us the results that we want. We're going to put our names out there. We're going to talk to people about what we do. We're going to get creative with how we talk about what we do. If we're feeling constricted, we're very likely to hide. We're very likely to hesitate hitting that publish button on a post. And uh, because of that kind of inaction, we're not likely to create the thriving business that we want. So when you think about marketing your remote services, how do you feel? That is a clear indicator of what kind of energy you are in. If you're feeling constricted or tight, you might need to shift your energetic state, right? So to do that, you just want to look at what thoughts you're having about that. Are you thinking, I don't want to have to explain this, that this feels hard, I don't know how, they just won't get it? Again, just notice how you feel. That kind of energy state isn't going to lead to a healthy, thriving business, right? Because we're likely going to hide and worry and stay small, okay? So you may have already caught on a little, but how do you think we change this energetic state? By choosing to think and believe something else. Sometimes this can be simple and it can be a quick shift. And sometimes it can take some, some time and some contemplation, maybe over the course of a day or two, or <laughs> in some cases, years. So I like to start with how I want to feel. So how do you want to feel about marketing your remote services? Confident? Peaceful? Neutral? Right? Have you ever even thought about those emotions when you think about marketing? Peaceful, neutral, right? You can get there. And I want you to see if you can actually generate that feeling now. Take a moment and a few deep breaths and begin to create that feeling. How does it feel? Expansive, open, just stay with it. What would you need to believe in order to continue generating this feeling? This can be easy. It's possible I could have fun with this. People want this. What else do you come up with? What, what other thoughts help to generate that expansive, open feeling? Whatever sentence comes to mind that keeps that feeling flowing, write it down. This is your thought to practice until it becomes a belief. I promise you, once you start truly believing this thought, you will see so much evidence for how it's true. And before you know it, you'll have a wait list of those wanting your remote services. Now, if you have a really great day, where you are feeling open and expansive about marketing your remote services, I want you to identify what you're thinking and believing about your remote services or about yourself or about your clients that's creating that feeling. Write it down. The more awareness that we have about our thoughts and our feelings, 
the more that we can recreate them. And the more that we can recreate them, the more that we can continue to see the results that we want. All right? So let's dive in now to how to market remote healing. And I'll just say, if any of this feels unclear, if you have any questions about this, please don't hesitate to reach out. Me, M-E, at JillianFaldmo.com. I am happy to reply to your messages. Okay, so I'm going to give you six tips. And I recommend using a notebook or journal to really organize your thoughts and ideas around this information. Um, after you do some, you know, just writing things down, brainstorming, um, then you can take some of this stuff and put it onto your website, onto your brochure, social media, or whatever marketing approach you'd like to use. Okay, it's just this process, and this is what we do in my program, is every, everything um, that we do for marketing and sales, it goes onto a worksheet first. And then from that worksheet, you can put it onto your website or use it in however way, how, whatever way that you want. So first step, start by understanding and explaining the benefits of what you offer. So many times here I see um, practitioners offering their services without explaining the benefits. And what that looks like is you're just explaining the features of what you offer. That it's a one hour session for $150 or whatever the price is or however long it is. We really need to get good at explaining the benefits. So. Do some brainstorming here. How have the people you worked with so far described how your work has helped them? Um, you can refer to the work that you do that's either in person or remote, or you can just stick to remote, okay? And by the way, I probably should have said this earlier in the episode, but what I mean by remote is like distance healing, doing healing work over the phone or sometimes even not over the phone. This goes for sound therapy too, okay? So you can use vague words to describe the benefits such as relaxation or brainstorm some even more specific e examples from your clients, um, like words that they have told you, such as one of my clients healed her relationship with her daughter, okay? Another one of my clients, uh, and notice the belly fat on her tummy dissolve. Another one of my clients slept through the night for the first time in years. All right, so just write them all down. Mental clarity, better sleep, lessened anxiety. This is just for you for now to keep in your notebook. Eventually, you can organize them and use them however you want. And if you haven't had remote clients yet and you haven't had any clients yet describe to you the benefits of what it is that you do, then it's time to do a deep dive into your own experience and receive the work that you do from someone else and to journal about it, to take notes. What does it do for you? And use that as the benefits. Okay, so that's number one. Start by understanding and explaining the benefits of what you offer. The second, begin to come up with some ways to explain to a fifth grader or a 12-year-old how distance healing works. 
Okay, so I like to think of, for example, how a cell phone works. And I think most 12-year-olds these days <laughs> know that their cell phones work, right? <laughs> they may not know how they work, but they use them on a daily basis or they see other people using them on a daily basis. And you can ask a 12-year-old, if you think about all the people you've talked to on the phone, where was the furthest person that you've ever spoken to? Maybe it was their grandma clear across the country, right? Pretty amazing. We can be speaking with grandma on the other coast in an instant. So how does that work? Right? Now, I personally had to do some research on this one because I didn't know how it worked, but I had a feeling there would be some sort of connection that we could make. And sure enough, there is. Now, I don't know if I'm going to do the best job explaining how this works um, because it was something that you know I did some research on, but I didn't dive too far into it. I'm just like, you know what? Works for me. <laughs> but if you think about it, cell phones use cell towers. They use radio waves and frequency. And the way I understand it is that the cell towers are producing these radio waves, right? And each, you know, cell phone network um, connects to certain cell towers. Um, but phones, cell phones, like if I made a call from my AT&T plan network to someone with a Verizon, my... Um, I'm going to be connecting to my cell tower through radio waves, through these invisible waves, <laughs> and then it's going to be connecting to a specific frequency that connects to that other cell tower, to the Verizon, right? So we're connecting through signal transmission, radio waves, and then tuning in specifically to one another's cell phones by frequency. And so I'm thinking, right, we are like cell towers. We are putting out vibration intention, right? These are waves. And then we're connecting in through specific frequency. Again, that intention. And so just like in an instant, we can speak to someone on the other side of the country in an instant, we can be working with someone else's energy. All right, so that's just one example. You can probably come up with other ways to explain it. Um, we could talk about ether, too, and plasma, um, and, um, you know, some different ways to explain how that works. I know I've heard Eileen McCusick talk about how we can... Uh, it's kind of like working in the drive or in the cloud together. You know, when you work on Google Drive with someone, you can work on the same, uh, what's it called? Like Google Drive document as someone else. I used to do this all the time. When I worked for biofield tuning, I would be working on a document. And at the same time, someone in Vermont would be <laughs> working on that same document. So it's like we're tuning into the cloud and we're working on um a document or <laughs> someone's field at the same time and connecting into that, okay? Now, of course, there's going to be some naysayers, right? Of course, there's going to be some people that, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. We're not focusing on those people. They aren't our people. <laughs> they are not our ideal clients. So if you're 
having a lot of thoughts and a lot of worry about explaining this to someone who's just not willing to understand, you're thinking about the wrong person. I want you to be thinking about the people who are willing to try to understand how this could work, okay? If you put your energy and your focus on them, it's going to go very well for you, I promise. All right, so that's step or tip number two is begin to come up with some ways to explain remote healing, distance healing to a fifth grader. This is all going in your notebook. Remember, you're just jotting these ideas down. The third tip, come up with different examples of how remote healing has been used across the country. You know, for one thing, we have prayer and intention. That prayer has been used forever. <laughs> it's one of the most widespread forms of remote healing. Um, and people from all kinds of different religious or spiritual backgrounds have prayed for well-being of others remotely, um, really believing that their intentions can have healing benefits. And they have proved to do so. You know, you might have had this experience yourself. Um, you might also consider, I guess this isn't remote healing, but remote viewing, which was really popular in the 70s and 80s um, with the U.S. military. They had a program where they were using remote viewing as a way to, um, you know, help support the military. Um, so these are not new ideas by any means. So that's the third tip. Come up with different examples of how remote healing has been used across history. I just said across with a T. I don't like when people do that, and I just did it. Across history. <laughs> oh, okay. Tip number four. This is really I, another like overlooked thing, an underutilized thing. Utilize the power of testimonials from clients who have received distance work from you. So if you have just a handful of clients who have received distance work from you and they had really good things to say about what they felt and how they benefited, ask them to write up a few sentences that you could share with other clients who are thinking about moving forward with this work. Um, I have a little folder on my computer where I will, if anybody writes me an email or a text, I copy and paste it into my little folder and that I have a little collection of testimonials that I will pull from, from time to time. The fifth tip is to offer a free way for someone who's interested to try it. So you can come up with some ideas here. Um, the reason why I offer this as a tip to offer a free way for someone to try it is, you know, this is kind of for the healthy skeptic. The person who's like, okay, yep, I get it. That makes sense, but I'm not sure it's going to be for me. I'm not sure if this is going to work for me. Here you can give them a free sample. Okay, I understand that, you know, you before you invest time or money, you want to see if this is going to be a good fit for you. No problem. I offer a free mini sample. So we can get on the phone. We can do a quick adjustment and you can see if this is something that you want to move forward with. All right. So that's tip five. Offer that free way for them to try it. And then tip six, make your offer 
irresistible, right? How do you do this? Add value. And what do I mean by add value? For, let's just say you offer, you know, an hour session for $150. In addition to the session, you could add a recording that goes with it. And when I say add value, I don't mean can like keep adding to the cost, keep the cost the same, but um, offer, offer more, like it would be more valuable. The $150 for the session includes the session. It could include a recording of the session. It can include notes of the session. It could include a little like client portal on your website. It could include a little um, like journal worksheet prompts or, you know, something else that would add value. That's not just the session, but something that you could, um, you could enhance the session with so they get more out of it. Um, You could also, if you're feeling really confident about what you do and you just need people to, you know, come in and try it, you could offer something like a money back guarantee where if you're not feeling better after three sessions, I'll give you your money back, right? Totally up to you. Use your discretion with that one. If you feel like you're going to be in a place of lack when you offer that, that's not a good, do that from a place of pure abundance and confidence, knowing that someone may ask for their money back, right? <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to run through those six tips again. Number one, start by understanding and explaining the benefits of what you offer. Two, begin to come up with some ways to explain to a fifth grader how distance healing works. Number three, Come up with different examples of how remote healing has been used across history. Number four, utilize the power of testimonials from clients who have received distance work. Number five, offer a free way for them to try it. And number six, make your offer irresistible. Add value. All right, my friend, I hope this was helpful. I hope that this helps you move forward with putting your remote services out there, promoting your remote services. I hope it gives you some ideas for how you can explain distance healing and what you do. And again, if you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out to me at me, M-E, at jillianfaldmo.com. I would be happy to hear from you and I will see you in the next episode. All right. Bye. Are you an energy medicine or sound healing practitioner and you're wanting to grow a thriving practice, but you're feeling confused, stuck, afraid? Don't worry. I have the perfect resource for you. Go to JillianFaldmo.com to claim your free Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It will help you turn those emotions into the fuel that will drive the action to create the business that you love. Go grab it now. JillianFaldmo.com.